Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Phantom Power Podcast, and I'm your your guy, uh, Brian Ozone, and uh, I'm here with my guys, uh, Tyler Baker and Joe Amato, and uh, what's going on guys? We got uh, San Diego Comic Con coming up. Yes. Uh, anybody want to uh, mention anything? I want to say that uh, Dialabug better be showing up this weekend, man, or there'll be hell to pay. Uh, it's going to be hell to pay. <laughs> that's that's Brian basically saying he's not going to show up. Would be awesome. But... It would be it would be totally awesome, dude. I mean, honestly, if anything showed up, it would be great. But I don't know. I'm uh, starting to believe this the Spectix, uh, whatever it's called, that uh, it's coming to an end. But I'm really hoping it's not. Trust me, I'm not one of those people that wanted to end. And, I'm just curious because this is still circulating around. Where are people getting just because Mattel's not doing Maddie Palooza or the Maddie Pal- uh, Collector panel? Or I mean, because essentially, you know, Thundercats has already been revealed, and we're only going to be getting six, six or eight, six or seven figures for the next 2017 sub if we get one at all, which I'm pretty sure we're going to. But well, I mean, yeah, where are people? Something. I mean, is there is there like a, a a witch doctor out there, you know, planting voodoo? Amongst the yeah, hand and she fans know, over this kind of stuff, dude. It's just a lot of doom and gloom. I th- I'm hoping, you know, a lot of people just uh, they think the writing, the writing's on the wall. Yeah, every but year. I'm, I'm praying that it's not. Yeah, yeah I don't think it will. Like I said, it's just the great, uh, you know, hear it through the grapevine stuff. People get paranoid. It happens every yeah. year, but I guess we'll, we'll find out. But speaking, you know, of- the only thing I, I just want to say is, is that not for nothing. I just think it's pretty pathetic, and I've wrote this on the boards, that Mattel has nothing of uh, the Masters of the Universe brand shown or being shown or being said that's going to be shown. And Super 7 is destroying it between all the merchandise, uh, shirts, jackets, hoodies. You know what's uh, cool with them? They figures, make, like, they're making a, a cartoon. They're yeah, making four exclusive figures to the cartoon. It's ridiculous yeah. the amount of stuff that they're going to have this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, the last week and a half, everything that they're saying that's going to be shown, what they're going to be selling, I'm like, Jesus, my bank account is going lower and lower and lower and lower. I mean, it's ridiculous, you know? Oh, it is. It's it's awesome, everything they're doing, because, I mean, they're marketing it like how almost Mattel used to back in the old days. Yeah, yeah. But the thing, one quick thing about Super 7 and something that's going to be shown there is a it says the first new you know like he-man cartoon in 30 years you know pertaining to look right. like information and it's called the curse of three terrors and it's going to be shown there well i wanted everybody to relax because this it's it's kind of tricky when you have something that you're talking about sometimes you need to maybe say it or phrase it a little bit better when you're marketing it because there's people that are confused thinking this is actually going to be a brand new series that's coming oh, out oh, like it's bloodshot no, it's it's a one shot. It's fun, but right, I mean, right. I've seen it like on YouTube. You should see the amount of comments where people said, "Oh my God, the animation's terrible." Oh, this is terrible looking. Oh, why would they do this? This is your new cartoon, and it's like, God, this no, this ain't. And, but the thing is, it creates bad word of mouth because then people yeah, start yeah. spreading. Did you see the horrible new cartoon they're making? This is terrible. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not a new yeah, cartoon. It's, it's fun. It's a one shot thing. Great, and oh, it's I, great. It, yeah, it's and a, even it's I, if an I'm amazing not, throwback, you know, I think it's going to be something awesome. Right, and Alan Oppenheimer, I believe, is going to be reprising his role as Skeletor. I heard that too. Yep, right. and Herman's voice, man, I think, man, arms. I'm not sure, but yeah, that's I think pretty cool. Agree. So yeah, it'll be no, it's, one it's, shot. 
it's a great thing. I mean, again, and then we're getting four exclusive figures that Super Seven's doing, yeah. and um, you know that's going to be in the cartoon. So that's something else that's amazing. I mean, I don't know what Mattel did this year or why they're not getting involved. Or I, I don't. I just don't understand it. I mean, I know it's their product; they're getting a piece of the money anyway. But I mean, it's San Diego Comic Con. You know, it's it's the Super Bowl for us nerds. I mean, it's you know, I don't know. I just think they're, 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 it's an big time. Well, this is what I say: cross your fingers, cross your eyes, cross your legs, everything and arms, and just hope <laughs> something great happens. That's that's how I look at it, and I hope. Well, so. yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'll just be happy that they announced next year's uh, uh, sub, like Tyler said. I'll be really happy just for that. That'll just make me happy with Mattel. But I mean, especially when they I honestly, Dilemug. they're going to show them. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. We're going to see Dilemug. Listen, I, I'm. I'm, I'm I don't want T-Bone to get upset. I'm hoping he gets his wish, man. You know. All, all I'm saying is that you know, you know, this is. I'm just trying to, you know, probably delve into what Mattel's mindset is. Is that they're not really dealing with a a long gear of figures here. We're talking about a few figures, and Mattel is definitely more about the big money makers than because as we've heard before, this collector's line is a very small piece of their pie chart of profit. Yeah. It's not it's right. not Hot Wheels and it's not Barbie. And even though it's it's a staple with that company, they don't they just they don't, don't see it. it as, they don't see it as so for six, seven, maybe even eight figures <clears throat> and a deluxe figure, I just I, I can understand why they're not rolling out the red carpet for something that's not going to be a full year's worth of figures and it's characters that unless you're I mean, hardcore I'd fans I'd still you know, be happy with that. I mean as long as you're getting some type of product I'll definitely be happy. I mean, well, along with Ty- – uh, I'm saying Tyler. Along with those Thundercats, um, I'll be ex- – you know, I'm, I'm still ecstatic about that. I mean, that they finally got the the license for it. They're going to be in the same size, same buck. I mean, to me, it's – to me, that's ecstatic. We're going to get that, that uh, crossover DC comic in October, I believe. Finally, 30 years later, we're getting what we want. And, uh, I mean, that, that makes me really happy at night, so – Yep, and you got to think of this too with the uh, Thundercats uh, being made and with Wiley Kit, Wiley Cat with that little teeny buck. You know, fans of the Star Child like Tyler, now you can finally. That'd be sweet. I didn't even think about that. What? Huh? What? Tyler, you're a big (laughs) Star Child fan. I know you are. So um, so you can finally get her now. They can use that buck. They can use the Wiley Kit. Oh, she's so annoying. That girl is so annoying. I do not want that well developed buck of Wiley Kit or Cat used. Anywhere near the Star Child, and I'm quite sure, as much you know, I'm sure the horseman probably kind of balked at the idea of even doing Nephthu and Plundor. But I just do not see them deciding. You know what? This year we're finally going to do it, people. We're going to make the Star <laughs> Child, man. Right. And I'm sure they're just like, oh my gosh, man. They're like, oh, Philly's nipples are so hard. We're doing the Star Child. I'm like <laughs> they're going to two and, and It's not. It ain't. This is just Joe trying to start start a fire on her, my brother. Right I'm now. trying to start. And like, and I, and I, I'm like a I'm like a shark in the water. He threw the chum and I bit. I'm just saying. Yeah, I heard well, it was a rumor. They said that they were going to make a two pack. It was going to be Dialamog. Oh, oh, Star Child. Oh, you heard it here first, boys and girls. You heard it here first. Yeah, she's going to be packed. Joe Amato's got the scoop. It is packed with Dialamog. That's what I heard. Star Child and Dialamog. And, and, and you do realize that there is, no, you know, here Joe is like praising the idea of Star Child. And no Meteorp has been uh, released yet, but he's so Ooh. happy to get the Star Child. So we can question Joe, oh, Joe's blow. fandom towards oh, the Meteorps blow. here. Oh, blow. Jesus. <laughs> well, All right. All right. Uh, the Wiley Kit and Wiley That's Kit. That's right, Jack. 
That's right. That's right. All right, you win, man. You just win. threw the mic down and walked away. Well, that's yeah. great. Well, He's walking up. Oh! <laughs> It's just like those crummy Fast and the Furious movies where every time Vin Diesel says something stupid, all all the hipsters are, oh, you know, yeah. I got a I got a group of uh, street street hipsters like listening to me as I'm like mouthing off here, right in the back, just waiting for you. All right, yeah. well, well, let's let people know that um, it started today. Um, all week they're going to be doing the San Diego Comic Con exclusives for you know Mattels. They're going to be selling them on MaddieCollector.com, and it's going to start every day. At 9 a.m. Central Time. I, I mean, I think Central Time. 9 a.m. Eastern Time. No, no, no. No, 12 Eastern. 12 Eastern. 12 Eastern, right, right, right. Yeah, 9 Sorry. Pacific or whatever. Yeah, 9 Pacific. But, um, good uh, luck. Because yeah, they sold out quick. You know, the She Ro figure sold out quick, and so did Wiley Kit, Wiley Cat. But just to let you know, just try it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Just keep trying. Yeah. You, you hopefully yeah, will get it. It's funny because it actually says sold out, come back tomorrow. So I've yeah, never so, seen him say that before. So, I mean, Get your computers running, um, sign in, and um, good luck. Uh, I hope you get what you want. You know, if you don't have a friend that's going to the con that can hook you up, um, good luck. Um, you never that's, know. It's cool. Think of that. I mean, you know, we for years, a lot of times, you know, I mean, of course, they've been doing this for years, but, you know, for people can't go to the cons, you know, and then don't want to pay super yeah. high prices, it's at least a chance. It's not guaranteeing you're going to get it, but at least you have a chance of getting it. Yeah, out definitely. I mean, let me tell you something. As a collector of a lot of different stuff, I am going completely broke this year. I mean, it's crazy. All the cl- all the San Diego Comic Cons exclusives. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Is that possible? I mean, I, Is that yeah. possible for well, I'm getting a money? lot of the ozone money to I, go bankrupt. Well, <laughs> you know what it is. I'm actually saving that, so I can. Uh, I'm weaseling Christmas gifts right now. Get me this for Christmas. Get me this for Christmas. So. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's quite a lot of exclusives this year across the board, uh, stuff that I collect. So it's pretty crazy, but it's pretty cool at the same time. So um, I wish I was going, but I, I, I can't go this year. Um, I didn't get a badge. But um, Well, so you wanted, like, a VIP, like, backstage pass, and they wouldn't give it to you, so <laughs> I'm ozone out, man. That's right. Dude, last year I, I went – I always – I got a bunch of my friends that I go to, and um, – I snuck into real just real quick. I snuck into the the sacred hall H where they had the Star Wars uh, um, the panel, and uh, everybody was like, "Holy crap! How'd you sneak into that?" I just walked in like I was the Queen of England, man, and they didn't mess with me. They didn't even say anything to me. Were you doing like the Queen wave and everything as you're walking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, people sleep out for days for stuff like that. I mean, it's just it's it's insane. I mean. But yeah, I'm gonna miss it. I mean, it's it's awesome. It's such a great time. If you haven't gone, go. And if you're going, have a great time. It's so cool. It's like the mecca for for us, you know, collectors and whatnot. So, um, yeah, never been to one. I, like I said, well, oh, man. one like yeah, even New York Comic Con is great. I mean, if you guys ever want to go, we can sleep here and we'll go together. I'm actually bringing my whole entire family this year for the first time. We're but, going. I mean, is there actually room at your house? Because don't you have like, yeah. half the house dedicated to your action figures? No, I, I actually have my spare bed in my He-Man room. So, uh, you know, at night when uh, you say you go to bed early, <laughs> I, know, yeah, I know you guys are playing. Yeah, don't be surprised if you don't see Tyler and me like in the morning and your room just <laughs> emptied out. Just gone. Yeah, I just hear... Nobody knew what happened, man. Buttering them up for all these years, trying to be cool, and then we rob that sucker blind. Nobody's answering. We're, we're, we're driving down the road laughing maniacally, like on a little moped in New York traffic. Taking, 
shaking your fist out the window. Right. <laughs> like Jim, Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber when he's laughing at Jeff Daniels taking a big crap. <laughs> <laughs> and they wonder why Joe never shows his face. That's why. Just yeah. See. yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah, no, no, cons are cool, bro. Cons. I mean, I, I went to this con not real quick again. I just. Out of the blue, I saw it. It was one in Long Island here. It was called Eternal Con. And, man, did I find so many gems. I spent like $600, $700 there. And I, it was just, I would just wanted to take my son out for the day, you know, and have fun. I mean, we, we met um, Greg DeHama Valentine. And he was such a gracious, awesome guy to hang out with. I mean, we spent so much time with him. And, um, they pretty packed. They get really packed at those cons, those big the, that one is wasn't a big one, but it, it was pretty decent size. I mean, you know, it's not one of the big ones, but it was it was good. No, I mean, um, both like New York Comic Con and San Diego Comic Con, those are really nuts, aren't they? Because you've been to both. Oh yeah, yeah. They get they get packed. They get um, New York Comic Con. I think it's more packed for some reason, and I don't understand how come they don't ever say that. Um, but I think they said that last year that New York Comic Con did have more people than San Diego Comic Con. Um, there's a lot more co- uh, cosplay, cosplay, whatever you want to say, I believe, in New York Comic Con. There's a lot of little girls running around dressed up. I mean, it's crazy. Um, but it's, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, man. It's, it's really cool. I mean, especially if you have friends on the Internet that you've never met and you go to these places and finally meet them. And that, I mean, I met ton, like, you know, like 10, 12, 15 of my friends online. We always hang out at the cons together. You know, we room together. We uh, eat dinner together, you know, we, we make plans together for the entire weekend, so it's really cool. It's really cool. All right. Well, it just sounds good. It's just, uh, I know you got to endure the smell, because that little convention I went to here where I lived, it smelled like feet and Cheetos. I mean, it was, <laughs> dang, it, yeah, that, but, that was hot. Yeah, but you know what it is? I mean, at least you're lucky. You guys got uh, garage sales, uh, flea markets, and swap meets and stuff. I don't have that ever, so... It's it's uh, you know I I'd much rather the the uh, that the flea markets and swap meets where you can find stuff that you know you might find the one the bread he man or whatever you want to call him he man. In this day and age, it's just a bunch of busted, broken he man figures that's missing. Well, yeah, I'm this sure and that they nice got story. dirt and doo doo all over them. Some guys like, well, that that's from the '80s, man. I I got to get twenty five thousand dollars, <laughs> man, for the whole lot. Only the lot. I'm only selling the whole lot, man. You don't yeah. you can't do it. take off, you know just nonsense like that i'd settle for that though tyler where i'm from all i get is baby clothes and tools that's all i ever see I guess. Well, uh, we only have you know, one big flea market in my area you know, once a year we have a smaller one twice a year and he-man stuff is getting lower and lower every time because it's pretty much just a couple of figures a busted vehicle maybe a castle grayskull right. missing everything and that's it's getting hard for me because you know, it's it's just it's hard to find stuff. At least the the one I go to that has stuff that I'm like, okay, I'll throw down forty bucks for that. You know, mm. right? Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's why like that Eternal Con I went to it was great. It was so unexpected. I mean, I found uh, such cool stuff there. Some you know new adventures in the box. I was really shocked. Um, pretty cool stuff. I was really happy, and uh, my son had a great time again. Like I said, Greg the Greg the Hammer Valentine. Was uh, we spent like a half an hour with the guy. Nobody was going to him, you know. So he was so happy that somebody was spending time talking to him. Yes, you about a uh, tag team with Honky Tonk Man for Rhythm and yes, Blues. Yes, I did. Of course, <laughs> and he had a picture. He had a picture of it. It was hysterical. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, he's like, I was like, did you like dyeing your hair? And that's when he showed me the picture of, uh, you know, you could buy a picture. He has like ten of them to sign in front of him, and he had one. Um, 
And uh, he was telling me that he was supposed to go up for the world championship belt, and then Hogan jumped over from AWA or wherever. I think it was the AWA or whatever. But uh, that screwed up the, the Hammer's plans to get in the belt because he was supposed he was so popular at the time. He was supposed to get the world championship belt. So there's a little nugget for you wrestling fans. There you go. All right. Well, we got all the news out the way and things about the con and all that stuff. So everybody have a great time and get ready this weekend for San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. And Definitely. we can all hope for the best. And from there, where do you want to transition there, Ozone? Let's do the book. A book or you want to talk about a character? Let's do, book, let's do the figure first. All right. Who did you want to spotlight this week? Um, I had a choice I wanted to talk about Trapjaw. And, you know, his different uh, colors, variants, however you want to speak. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought, I don't know, whenever I think, it, I mean, me personally as a kid, <laughs> my mother used to laugh because I would have strings everywhere in my house because, you know, he had the little loophole on top of his head. Yes. So you could swing, you know, uh, make him, you know, whatever with the rope. I tie a string on top of Snake Mountain to wherever. And, you know, I had this I had this guy going everywhere. You know, it was, it was, he, he, to me, he was just a, such a cool one of the coolest figures. He had the, tra- you know, the jaw that moved, the three interchangeable parts. Uh, the, the 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 thing for the rope, um, to me it was just a great figure. Um, and then you know they had that that promotion with him and tri, uh, Triclops that you can get the glow in the dark ring at one time. Mm-hmm. He, yep. To me, that was really cool. A vintage figure. You know, it's funny you talk about that hole in his, you know, the top of his head. I mean, I remember I loved it too. I loved watching him slide across like any kind of string that I'd get. But yeah. It's like the execution of it in my head as a kid. I did the dumbest thing because here it is. I mean, obviously, you have to lace it through. So you had to tie the one part to a top of something and then right. put him into it and then have him go down the string. But it's not like you could just pop him on it and go down. You had to start from the bottom, work your way up, and then go down. So with me being a kid, I had no common sense. I was like, this is taking up too much time. I just wish I could pop him on that string and let him go down. So I, I took this like razor blade when I was a kid and I sliced through the top of it a little, little hole to where I could. Uh, oh, so it. you can push it in. Yeah. So I can like, right, push right, it in. right. But then as he started sliding down, he was always popping off the thing. So I wrecked my, uh, I still have him like uh, trap jaw, but, uh, yeah, I was impatient as a kid. I was like, I just want to put him on that and have him zip down. Yeah. Like, like Tyler said before, like you go and find all these guys busted up. You see a lot of trap drawers and a lot of bins with that uh, broken off, actually. So, But, I mean, it was a cool for me. What about you, Tyler? I, I wasn't even aware that that's what the hole on his helmet was, was for that until, <laughs> the, until I saw the commercial when I was in 11th yeah, grade high school. Yeah, oh, okay. well, right. I, 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 It came with the bootleg set of, uh, of uh, all the cartoons. There was a, a bunch of commercials on the last VHS tape, and that was the first one on there, and I'm thinking, I wasn't even aware that there was a use for that hole in the top of his helmet. I thought it was just the design of the helmet. I'm thinking, eh, it seems kind of a little far-fetched. Like, the, the, this helmet's going to drag his body. I mean, it just, I feel like that would really hurt his head a whole lot. You know, just be ha- his head, his whole body dangling from a rope and sliding down. <laughs> it just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And I just, it just never, I never, never thought, like, Eh, this this doesn't work for me. So, but had I saw it as a kid, like when you guys did, I probably would have thought differently about it. But it's definitely probably one of the few action features I, I'm just like, eh, I, I just kind of ignore that and go with the the three arm attachments. I, I didn't get my first trap jaw until I think I was in second grade when a, a buddy of mine had all these doubles of t- 
of a bunch of He-Man figures from 83 and 84, and he gave me oh, Scrap cool. was one of them. Huh? Oh, it's cool. Yeah, no arm attachments, though, so I just kind of made it look like the trap draw had, like, an arm cannon, you know, because oh, we yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. it just looks like a big cannon. So right. I was just so happy to have trap draw. I didn't care. I mean, it meant, it meant so much to me just to have the figure for the first time. And um, No, so I just was, to me, he was just a really cool figure, um, the classic uh, figure. He was just, I don't know, his colors just popped to me when, um, the, when he was brand new, coming right out of the package. I don't know. It's just something about him I always liked. He was just a cool, like a really cool figure. Um, yeah. And didn't they I even, even like? Yeah, I don't. What you gonna say? No, I was gonna say that they even kept like, uh, you know, beyond the figure, you know, his mini comic. They had him use that rope feature, of course, to make his introduction when he showed up. You know, with kind of a cool weapon that you know the rope was attached to. But yeah. Kind of always made you wish you had extra little attachments than you know when you were a kid something that would look because the claw is supposed to be like the claw he has but it looked quite different in his mini comic yeah well that's cool too the um actually talk about the mini comic the color scheme of trapjaw um and we actually got that color scheme in a variant in the 2000x line and i thought that was great when they made that i, I yeah. once i heard that i just started hitting the stores harder um i didn't find it i had to buy it on ebay but um it was cool that we did get that finally, and the two thousand X figure was pretty cool. I mean, you know, it was his arm was a little oversized, but it was kind of cool. I like the reimagining. I I, I know. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. Tyler, I know. I I know you said there was a lot of reimaginings from the MYP stuff that you liked. Was Trap Jaw one that you got a kick out of, or did you think it was a little too much with the arm transformations, or what did you think of them? No, I thought he was probably one of the best ones they did. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I think they're I thought, not, they, I thought they the face it. looked very. E- I mean, of course, the cartoon transition was was fine, but the the figure and the uh, the big uh, two up. I think it's what they're called two up statues that the horseman yeah. did. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, that initial design of Trap Jaw with the stitching in his body, like you know, like kind of a Frankenstein monster kind of thing. Right. And, and the uh, um, the icons of evil was. They really got him good there, man. They, 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 they like you said, uh, the face and stuff. To me, they, they nailed it in that. Oh yeah, I mean that's probably. Oh yeah, I mean that's probably. And um, I'd say that's definitely one of the better. Um, even though it was not in the cartoon, obviously there's hints of that with you seeing Trapjaw in his, I guess, Cronus form, which I, I just I'm not too keen on that name. But uh, I just uh, like seeing him, you know, like yelling backstory. Yeah, the backstory where you just see, okay, yeah. clearly that's that's trap jaw. You get the helmet, and the blue skin. I'm like, and it's just you know, it's cool. I mean, that was one of the those icons of evil books. For them, honestly, that was the only good one I thought of the four. That, that was the only one where it was good from beginning to end. It's really good. Yeah, it was really yeah, cool. merman. Yeah. I, merman stunk. Beastman stunk. Triclops. I'm like, mm, I, I just I don't like the idea that Triclops, Triclops is all right. It wasn't I, bad I with Pete. I, I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it just wasn't memorable. You know, whereas Trap yeah. Jaws was, you know, he, he turned, you know, being cast out of Snake Mountain for, for pretty much, you know, questioning Skeletor and actually building an army to attack and then Skeletor tears him apart and Triclops salvages him. So it's. That was, it was, that was a great battle scene, man, when yeah. he just busted off his jaw. I mean, I think it was that. Was it that or was it the newer version? I'm not sure, but I mean. Yes, that's the really one where he, uh, he, he, I mean, he just punched his jaw off. Yeah, okay, it was that one, yeah, yeah. 
because that was that was a cool uh, like sequence they had. You know that battle was really cool. Did they I mean, to me, to me, that scared the crap out of me. Skeletor was just that evil. You know what I mean? Like to me, yeah. that was that was that was good. Why his face became green though after his jaw got knocked off? Did he just like get zombie rot or did they ever oh, say? Well, yeah, they never said anything. You're right about that. Yeah, I, I just probably say it was something that was done, you know, when when Triclops is having to attach his mouth with an iron jaw, reattach his arm with a mechanical interchangeable weapon, uh, and stitching his body up. I'd say it was probably just a side effect from whatever he had to do to get his he got body green or something yeah. in his face. Uh, it's yeah, the Michael Jackson disease turned green instead of white. So, 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 oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> no, here's the thing: was it ever mentioned <laughs> in the MYP cartoon? Were they? Were they ever going to explain? Did they say at any point? I don't know if any of the writers or something of how Cronus became Trapjaw or not that I know of. No, I don't. I don't think Dean Stefan no. ever. They ever. You know, maybe if they got into a third season and they really started digging deep, maybe maybe somebody would decide let's go back and tell Trapjaw's origin. But yeah, no, I don't remember. That was never never on the on the on the game plan for don't them. Don't you find it strange? I mean, that's what I'm getting at. Is it's it's like it, you'd think something would have came eventually because. What was even the purpose of showing him as looking as something else in that first episode to never... In the first, yeah, yeah, yeah to the first five minutes. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean, to never expand his strength. That's true. Yeah, I just, I, I would have been curious if they had a different... Yeah. But after Icons of Evil did theirs, it's like I figure, well, that pretty much, you know, might sum it up and maybe MYP would have went with that. I thought about that. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's along the lines is like why Man and Arms didn't have a mustache when you first see him... Uh, <laughs> And I'm like, no, no, no. I want to know why Duncan decided, you know what? I'm going to grow a mustache now. <laughs> no, I, it's I'm mustache one day. That's the backstory that I want to see. I want to see that. Hopefully, maybe Decker will come in and like, you know what, Duncan? You look really good with the Tom Selleck stash. He's like, That's you know it. what? It's You're right. And tie that into a, uh, an epic battle with, with Cloth and Whiplash trying to steal, steal another. Oh, I thought it was only a myth. Uh, I diamond. see a nut, cut, or a nut kick coming to T-Rex. No, okay, <laughs> a mustache, sure. Yeah, you could grow one. But, I mean, to have a drastic change of just a character with both his arms and his whole face as normal to then suddenly, bam, you, you got yeah. this crazy jaw. You got a mechanical arm. Like, what in the blue hell happened to you? That, it wouldn't have been that good if MYP had done it. I mean, look look at the level of violence we got to see in that comic book. If they had in front of that in MYP... I mean, they, he probably would have like slipped on a banana peel and fell down a rocky, you know, hill or something like that. You know, like uh, like in Looney Tunes. I mean, not that silly, but <laughs> well, I, I just had a moment like how Keldor got his face burned. Like maybe it would have been something that you would have seen. Maybe he would have yeah, been fighting around a volcano and somebody would have shoved his face into the lava, and then you would have just seen from the back steam pouring off from what would have been his face, but you can't see the front. You know, something nutty like that. I could. Yeah, they could. They could have done something to insinuate that he's going through like some some severe uh, torture or something like that by Skeletor for back talking to him or something like, like that. The, um, you know, they 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 did um, a couple of scenes that they went back to. You know, in the in the past in MYP, they and they they, they might have uh, you know may have touched on it. Who knows? You know. You know, some of these backstories uh, are really fantastic. Don't get me wrong, and I like that they'll give a backstory. But sometimes I like it just. If you're evil, you're evil. That's it. Let's just have it to where you come from. Like, I mean, you think about his mini comic. He came from another dimension, and he was a he was an an outlaw. He was a criminal. He was, and, yeah, he was. And, he and was, I like he, he was just evil. Sure, he was. He had a, a slight different look, a green skin. He had bolts in his helmet, like you know, he had a different like design. It was slightly different but similar. But I like that he didn't like anybody. He didn't know who Skeletor was. He, he had yeah, the, he was a badass. 
yeah, he's going after Skeletor and yeah. He-Man, and I like that. I like that he was just this rogue guy that just came from another dimension. What's wrong with that? But I don't know. Sometimes the yeah. simplest things can work. Yeah, uh, at least they didn't have Cronus being like a simple farmer who's who lost everything, and Keldor's like, you know what? I'll give you your farm back if you join me up. Oh, right, I got to wreck my wrongs. You know, <laughs> Wait a second. Some sort of ridiculous humanizing aspect of as to like what you know, he, society wronged him. He's I gonna, didn't know that wouldn't have been it. You could have found out. They would have NYP would have kept going with it. You found out Cronus was somebody does work on a farm. He was a simple. I don't, don't want to hear that. Now. I'm sick and tired of everybody wanting, wanting to to make everyone all all sympathetic. We got to go the whole Spider-Man Sam Raimi villain route where everyone's. Not really a bad guy. He just misunderstood and lost oh, his girl. Yeah, no. I mean, I, 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 you need that bad, that, that, that edge to people. I mean, once in a blue, it's okay to understand that. That oh, society's got me wrong. I'm going to be bad. But I mean, I, I like when people are just evil from the start. They just, you know, there's, I don't know. To me, sometimes it's called for. I mean, I'd much rather my people being evil, just evil. I don't know. Well, I mean, you look at all these He-Man villains. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to know that Hordak was really a, a good school teacher or something like that. You know, that's. I'd like to know these guys. Like, it, it, it just takes takes away from the mystique of of villains, and and not just with He-Man. We're talking Thundercats and yeah, yeah, I don't want to know that why Cobra Commander decided to, you know, rise up and create, you know, his his empire, you know, through uh, Springfield and all that stuff. Like, I, I it's it's best left on. Uh, not everything has got to be Darth Vader. You know, it's like I feel like yeah. that's what everyone wants to do. It, yeah. it's it's so it's and He Man is definitely one of those things where I'm like I don't want to know why Fisto got his fist. I don't want to know why Trapjaw has, you know, uh, you know why is he, you know, green skin? All of a sudden he's got blue skin. You know, it's it's just it's just you know it, it, some I, things yeah. are better left unsaid, right? Exactly. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm I'm all for people yeah. coming up with their own fan fiction for this kind of stuff. You yeah. know, like that's fine yeah. and customs and things like that. that that's great. But you know what? It, it's like it, it's not necessary, man. I mean, it's fun it, it, as a kid, and you come up with your own backstory. For I mean, that's fine too. But I think for people in media to establish like canon for, you know, you know that why you know it's I, I don't know. Like you said, absolutely everything doesn't need it. I mean, sure, some are needed. It's kind of cool. It's interesting. But when yeah, you on occasion, yeah, story, yeah, every. Yeah having one is just it's over the top it's overkill just like everybody's they're trying to make everybody related or you know to me exactly. that, 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 that that's that that's nonsense Ugh, that i don't like right yeah that's just pretty much to me you know that's kaput we don't need that not everybody needs to be related or they know each other or whatever it's just that to me that's just left i'll leave that alone you know, Unless you're going to go to a lot of space balls where you sit and say, so we meet for the first time for the last time, you know. <laughs> right. You know, sister's cousin's former roommate. If you're going to go that route, like, you know what, I'll throw you a bone. Yeah, I still want those freaking figures, man. That, uh, oh, yeah, Dark Helmet was playing with? Uh, I still oh, man, want I wanted those I was... as a kid along with the, the yeah, flamethrower and the breakfast cereal and all that stuff. Oh, saw... man, the, to- <laughs> the toilet paper? Give me everything. Yeah, space balls of breakfast, space balls of lunchbox, space balls of coloring book. Oh, man, that would have been sweet. Little yogurt. But, uh, uh, I was going to say, here's one thing in Trap Draw we have not touched on, obviously, is the filmation Trap Draw. Yeah. Did you think they bumbled him too much at times? Season two. Season two, he becomes the banana pill slipping, you know, villain. But season one, he had a lot of shining moments. 
I mean, his it, first from, introdu- introduction, it was good. He was good. Yeah, he was, yeah. He, he I mean, it's even though He Man comes through. I mean, and does what he does, and just you know, you know, uh, uh, I mean, like you know, bends the uh, the the, the laser tron cannon, you know, the other way. But it's yeah. a showcase of what He Man does. But he comes in as a threat to Tila and destroying the palace and stuff like that. And double edged sword where he eats the attorney when he's throwing He Man around, and He Man actually can't stop him until it actually wears off. So. Did that. you guys agree with all the attachments that Filmation gave him? Or I thought it was great. Like I thought I thought it was a lot of fun to see. Uh, like, because I'm so glad the Filmation figure came with the energy bow. I thought yes. that was such a cool yes, attachment. That was much, that's that's very much needed. Finally, yeah. That, yeah, that, was, the, that was something we should have gotten a long time ago. I'd, I'd be cool, if, like at some point with more classics, like they throw in a series of trap jaw attachments like the sword like he had in curse of the spellstone he's got like oh, a yeah, sword yeah. arm attachment yeah, yeah. pulley attachment too i like the pulley attachment oh yeah pulley attachment. Sword. Was, yeah, that, yeah that was cool somebody made that on uh shapeways i forget who they made uh, a whole bunch of the stuff that we're talking about years ago um i, I might have been hebrew hebrew uh hebrew i think i'm not sure um no, but yeah. i know somebody uh made a lot of them Watch it turn out to be Joe Amato and he's sitting in a botch in it while Joe's sitting there. <laughs> there you go. But no, yeah, the Filmation version, I mean, I like the Filmation version. Like you said, it, when it came to season two and the becoming a buffoon, yes, that was annoying. But otherwise, when I he was the pirate, this. remember that episode? Yeah, remember the pirate, exactly. Just <laughs> ancient like, mirror of Aphrodite oh. sitting there wearing that goofy beard, the do-rag. And, <laughs> yeah. It's so silly. But, Not one of his finest moments. Otherwise, yeah, he's seen him chew Tila's sword, you know, seeing all the different attachments he have. I mean, just being a threat, that's pretty cool. He teamed up with Lord Mask, man. House of Cody Part 1, man. Yeah, Working on his own. It has his own lair and everything, which is cool to think that, you know, when he's not working at Snake Mountain, he's got his own lair of technology and equipment. Yeah, they could have did a little bit. More I, I, like with with that episode that he had his own lair or hideout, whatever you want to say. I wish they would have did that more with maybe like him and Trap uh, Triclops. Uh, just I don't know for me and those two guys, and even maybe Evil Lynn having their own place somewhere. You know, it would have been cool. Yeah, I, I, I almost like to think that you know maybe maybe because I mean obviously Merman goes back to the water and you know yeah. he he's all over the place. Beast Man, I can't see having his own place. So I. I think more along the lines of the, you know what, I could see Trapjaw and Triclops, as you mentioned, hanging out in that layer. Probably yeah, just him, or if, if they decide to do another episode where it's just Trapjaw, like, you know, Trapjaw and Clawful, you know, teaming up in Andriel's return, like, you know, the, they're, they're scheming in Trapjaw's layer because he's got, you know, his own hangout away from Skeletor, right. which is probably how they kind of get away from, like, we could yeah, do this. Yeah, like, their secret meetings or whatnot. Yeah. You know, when they're plotting, you know, their own evil uh whatever <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, it's cool. i mean whatever yeah hopefully yeah. in the crossover comics against thundercats hopefully he's in it and they give us an interesting spin i'm still very curious to see what he'll look like and what kind I of i freaking loved that picture you did with the, the sort of omens with uh skeletor oh, that was great yeah that was fun i thought i'd do that that was really cool i know I mean, you're not going a lot of cross promotion here with thundercats on all this stuff you know it's like i'm i'm all for because I, I mean when people are telling me and like brian too i feel like we need to start like a a a, a helpline for people kind of like when they they're helping like needy children you know over it's like we need to help these needy people who don't know anything about thundercats or don't have any thundercat yeah. figures 
who never seen the cartoon, and we play like a Sarah McLaughlin song, and like we show like Brian like saying like I've never seen a cartoon or something like that, or all these poor people who don't who've never collected Thundercats or something like that. I just it's a perfect mix though. Like I said, it's just fun to see. Them. I know it's it's like peanut butter and chocolate, Thundercats and He Man. I'm like I it's, it's I find perfect it perfect. Yeah, it is. Uh, that's why I say oh, it took. It finally took thirty years for them to actually come together. This is something that would have been great back in the day. You know, we said this last time. Oh sure. Same thing with that movie again. You know, the, what are they called? I forget. Um, all the, the the superheroes from the eighties. What was that movie they did? Three of them. I don't know. I've gone blank. Come on, Tyler. The, what's it called? Superhero films from the eighties. Uh, yeah, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, well, Van Damme. About all the, the Expendables. He said, right. he said superhero movies. I'm thinking like Howard the Duck sorry, and, yeah. and the yeah, Superman. Those were the only things in the 80s. Oh, no, T-Rex, yeah, those are real-life superheroes, man. You got Schwarzenegger, yeah. Stallone, and all them. Those guys are real-life superheroes. Yeah, I mean, again, if, that, if, that, if that's something that would have been done 25, 30 years ago, it would have been so much better. I mean, don't get me wrong. The effects today are amazing. I mean, that... Probably that aspect is probably better, but I mean, the hype and everything thirty years ago would have been crazy for the, to see all those people together. I mean, it would have been nuts. I mean, just like this uh, horror film that's supposed to come out with everybody in it, you know. That, that I mean, that's pretty cool now. But again, wait, what what horror film with who? Wait, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, there's there's a horror movie coming out supposedly with everybody in it from the eighties: Pinhead, Chucky, uh, not not Chucky. Uh, so- yeah, Chucky, Jason. He's <laughs> um, pulling your leg. That ain't happening. I'm not pulling your leg. Stall somewhere I'm, or something. Listen, I'm definitely not pulling your leg. Look it up. You're doing it. Well, yeah, somebody yeah. has to be screwed around. That can't possibly happen. But if it did, that'd be interesting. But yeah, yeah no. Supposedly, it's going through. They're doing it. Uh, that's what I heard. I mean, again, I, I mean, I don't want to get your hopes up. Just like I get. Well, well the, the so film weird. rights are all over the place. I mean, like as far as I know, like Halloween is still owned. I think by. I'm not sure who they're on, but it's not New Line Cinema because New Dimension, Line owns, or did they did they even exist? I think, I think Dimension still may own Halloween. I don't know. Once the Rob Zombie films came out, I was like, I, I could care yeah. less about what they do with the property. Okay, see, but you guys are getting me worked up like I work you guys up. So we're gonna have to the <laughs> subject. And and before we go to our book, I just want to say my favorite trap jaw is the mini comic one. I really did like. Yeah, his, it's cool. Like how he looked. That was my favorite. So yeah, he guys, was very menacing. Yeah. What about you, T Rex? Your favorite trap uh, trap jaw. Uh, I really love his portrayal in the mini comic, but you know, it's uh, I think it comes back down to uh, his his portrayal in the filmation cartoon. Even though he's not not as menacing as he was, um, I I still I, I just um, I just love his his you know big bulky design in in in, uh, in uh, the filmation cartoon. And he did have some moments where he's very you know uh, serious, and even in his less serious moments, some of them were not so bad. Uh, but, um, yeah, I probably lean more towards, uh, filmation just a little bit more than the mini comic. Okay. And Ozone, what's yours? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little torn, um, between the, the MYP version and the, uh, the mini comic slash toy. So Sophie's choice. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I like all of them. I'll be honest with you. I mean, you, uh, you know, you can't have one without the other. That's what I always say about filmation. 
Remember that that answer. You know how Joe banned. works. You, when he wants an answer, you got to give him one <laughs> answer. Banned. We ban that. That's the cop out. When I do polls online and I'll say, "Who do you like, this person or that?" Somebody will always say, "I like both." I'm like, "Oh, well, that's a fantastic answer. I'm glad you're decisive." And all right, then I, I, you know what? I'm just gonna go with MYP for the fact is, is that they t- they touch upon every aspect of traveling. All right. There so you go. I'll, I'll just say that. I'll go with that. If, I'll um, give you that answer. I had mini comic. T-Rex had um, Filmation. Ozone, you picked NYP. We all had a different one. That's cool. So you want to hit us yeah. to a break before we get to a book? Yeah, let's do a break. Um, let's go to break. Here's a commercial from Pop Culture Network. Hit it. You're listening to a podcast from PopCultureNetwork.com. And we're back, guys. All right. This this uh this half of the show, we're gonna uh, do another golden book, and um we uh, decided to do the maze of doom, and um Joe, uh, you want to uh, talk about it? Maze of doom. Okay, first the story is interesting. I mean, as we'll just babble, we're just gonna talk just like we did last time about any other book. I'm not gonna sit here and read it to you. We'll just talk about parts. But first off. This art is done by Al McWilliams, and it's different, meaning I've heard some people say they absolutely cannot stand this art, and others love it. It's it's refreshing. It's To me, it's, it's just really different, meaning I like his take on clothes. I know this sounds bonkers, but if any of you out there have ever looked at this book or – I love that candy, by the way. What did you say? Bonkers. Oh, yeah, okay. like yeah, dude, I was gonna actually, t- I was actually gonna pull a Pee Wee Herman word of the day, but I didn't want to scream that loud at my phone. <laughs> we got to do that on that show. <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, well I haven't had those in years. But um, anyways, he has this thing where, like, when he's doing people's trunks, or, like uh, man at arms, cloth on all them, like anytime they're moving or battling, it's like it almost looks like they're wearing like a grass skirt. It, it's the weirdest type of. I, it's just hard to explain. Uh, guys out there, just yeah, get, look and look at it. It's weird. The other yeah. thing I like is his depiction of the sorceress. She actually is – she has a lot of – it's different how her feathers are on her back. It's it's another thing you have to see, how he does this feather thing. But my god, he has the weirdest-looking Skeletor I have ever, ever seen. The, the I like that's the, the first time you see him in the sky. I, I think it's pretty cool. That's what I mean. It is so – it's different. You've never seen anything like this. I mean, you yeah. just haven't seen it. But the thing is, what I like is, you know, a lot of artists, when they get their, you know, when they're doing a book, they're usually given reference material from whether it's the action figures or the cartoon or whatever. I think that maybe he was shown quickly something, but I love seeing how this just comes out of his head and is so different. So that's the art. I just had a babble about the art, but am I the only one that notices besides, I mean, T-Rex? Yeah, no, I mean, Skeletor's got a green face. I mean, it's it's definitely different, without a doubt. Um, I, and I see what you mean about, like, the grass skirt. Yeah, um, the grass pants when they're running. I'm looking at it now, so yeah, I mean... It's different, I mean, it's it, different I mean, but it's, it's, a, it's a good different, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you've never seen it. You've never seen this kind of art, so... You can't say it's like just wretchedly or wretched horrible. It's just it's weird. It's bizarre and yeah. different and yeah. still cool at the same time. But did you get that feeling out of it, Tyler? Or what did you think when you seen it? I mean, Skeletor has been drawn differently in so many of the many comics where he has more of like a kind of a, a green humanoid kind of face where it looks kind of skeleton like, but it also doesn't look 
you know, like um, the uh, the first three um, Golden Books, like Caverns of Fear, where he, you know, well, actually, I think even in that one, he's got a bit of a, not a full, I mean, it's hints of a skeleton face, but it's not like in uh, The Rock Warriors or, uh, ta- or The Thief of Castle Grayskull, where it's definitely full-on, like, skeleton face kind of thing. So it's just one of those times where, you know, they, they have the essence of the character. It's not as, you know, it's, it's you know, out in LA, look, the artwork is nowhere near the trap, you know. Oh, I mean, the, oh, the, yeah. This, this, this book is, you know, it is it, 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 you know, like Clawful Whiplash and Cobra Con, I think, look pretty good to me for the most part. Uh, but, I mean, everybody else looks like they're, like, you know, like they're supposed to be, but obviously they had some better artists on a lot of the Golden Books who drew these characters a heck of a lot better. So I like, it's... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no. I was going to say, I mean, well, there's, there's a lot worse and some of the other books out there, but um, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's not like it's drastic change. It's pr- probably not some of the prettiest stuff. Like Prince Adam doesn't look that. It kind of looks like a. Uh, it's just not not a very flattering look for Prince Adam. Yeah, it's it's they're all yeah. unique. Uh, they're definitely unique. The one that I like. I'll be honest. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just felt so bad for Mechanic. Oh, that poor guy. He, looks, <laughs> he don't even have a nose. It's like the, the visor or goggles. They're so gigantic. It like covers yeah. up all his face except his mouth. It is strange. But um, in Orko, in like the last panel, he completely forgot. Oh, that's pretty ears. cool. Yeah. Orko, I don't know what happened to him in that last page. But yeah, basically, he's the, yeah, the gist of this story is... Skeletor's created this this maze of doom, and it's like right outside of uh, the Palace of Eternia. So, of course, Tila and Man-at-Arms are the ones that go out to go see what's going on, and Man-at-Arms tells Prince Adam, Mechanek, Orko, you stay behind, though. And, and what's weird is, beyond that page where you see Mechanek's face two times, <laughs> he, never even, he didn't even appear in the book any other no, time. No, that's it. Like, Basically, yeah. like, oh, you stay here, Mechanic. We showed you in the beginning, but you ain't worth nothing. Just don't even come back. I felt so bad for him. But, uh, yeah, so eventually, yeah, they're going out. And then, of course, Adam turns into He-Man. And it's like this crazy maze of doom. They're fighting. Clawful is in the maze of doom. Whiplash is there. Cobra Khan. And then you see eventually Castle Grayskull there. And they're like, uh, we didn't even think we were going this way or went that far. How did Castle Grayskull get here? And yeah, they were shocked the, that they were there. They didn't. Yeah, even exactly. They're shocked. Yeah. So the jaw bridge opens, and you see the sorceress, and then suddenly the sorceress, bam, blasts He-Man with a blast of energy, and it's Eva Lynn. Apparently, Eva Lynn has captured the sorceress, and she created this fake Castle Grayskull. So it's not really Castle Grayskull. And the sorceress is there, and she's able to use some of her magic to wake He-Man up, freeze her. But I, I kept thinking the whole time is, you know, the sorceress is using all her magic. And she's also there. But I was like, how did Evelyn capture the sorceress? I'm like, come on. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's, she's powerful. That, that, that's why I say, like, a lot of the, a lot of people, like, downplay her powers. I think she's very powerful. I mean, sometimes it comes out in stories like this. Like, if you can capture the sorceress, you're pretty powerful in my book. Oh, true. I mean, but that's, something, makes... that's something they don't even see Skeletor do. No, and yeah, it's just, I guess that's what, like, I mean, the writer, it was... I think they were given a lot of freedom in this book, which is cool because, you know, everybody says, nope, the sorceress isn't supposed to have any of her powers outside of Grayskull, and she cannot be in her human form outside of Castle Grayskull, but she's out of Grayskull. She's in a yep. fake Grayskull. She's using her powers. And she's using the powers to telepathically yeah. talk to He-Man. 
Yep, and then she uses her uh, powers, I think, when she like just blasts Evil in away. I think she uses a blast to blaster. Yeah, yeah I believe so, too, yeah. But um, it's just, like I said, it's interesting to see that, yes, she got captured, but I always feel bad thinking, okay, why is it the sorceress is always so worthless half the time? It's like they're downplaying her so much, but then they do give her some credibility in here, but it's just still weird because it conflicts with a lot of stuff. I, as a kid, I didn't care because as we've seen in many comics, the sorceress was outside of Castle Grayskull in her human form before. So I guess it doesn't bug me, but you know, some people might, you know, question that. And I didn't mean to ramble like a nut, but T-Rex, go ahead. Some of your thoughts on this book, because it, it was an interesting story, but just had some parts that made you go, hmm. Did you all just say that Skeletor never captured the sorceress? No, he said that. I ain't saying nothing. That was, that was Ozone. I was like, just no, the minute he I said, said that. You don't that. see him doing that much, uh, that often. Uh, you know, I mean, it's... I'm, I'm, I'm ready to just jump right into my laundry list of times that he did it. <laughs> just because I'm like, I'm but like, Brian. It's, it's something good. I mean, it's it just to me, it, they're always downplaying evil and how she's not that powerful. But if you think about it in stories like this, and then there's other times where. You know, she has to use her staff, her magic to to boost Skeletor and Hordax or whoever's. You know, it's just to me, it, it just it gives her credibility. That's all. Sure, me sorry. Sure? Is that your final answer, Brian? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Lorda. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull back on the reins here because otherwise, what we'll really get off off topic here. So I'm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull yeah, back. We're time and, constricted today, so yeah. Well, so I, yeah, you, you can save your, uh, your, your, your slaps and kicks yeah, on Brian, me. Brian, I've got time. your number. All right, <laughs> <laughs> but but no, the, the, the the book is fine. It features you know the class of '84 villains, not all of them, but we get Web. I mean, not Web Store. We get Whiplash, Clawful, and Cobra Con. Three villains that you can't go wrong featuring. And to me, as a kid. That's what mattered most, and I'm seeing villains other than you know Beast Man and Trapjaw, yeah. like the initial crew, and uh, Clawful was was one of my probably my top three villains as a kid that I absolutely loved. So to see him out and about, I mean, it's it was cool, just cool just to see those guys in action, and you get a, you get a, a fight at the end of the book where they're already at the palace and they you know go through the portal and um, end up back in the palace to duke it out with everybody. So it's it's pretty much the nuts and bolts of just a very simple He-Man story. That's not it's it's filled with perils for the villains to go through. I mean, the heroes to go through. They're fighting a villain that turns out it's an illusion, but they're really at the palace. So they, you know, it's 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 the basic nuts and bolts of a He-Man story. I mean, it, it's it's not um, it's not trash. It's not you know uh, a masterpiece like um, uh, the um, uh, Sword of Skeletor or um, the uh, the Dra- Secret of the Dragon's Egg or something like that. Um, but, uh, it's, it's a good story. It's not bad. I just, I think what I liked, like I said, the most is that bizarre art, meaning I just, I I don't mean to keep harping on it, but I just would love to know some of the references that they got when doing this, meaning like, okay, for example, King Randor and Queen Marlena. I mean, they're, they really have their own kind of like terrible in it. What'd you say? It looks bad, but he's not like you know all pink and things like he is in the Leech, the Leech mini comic. Right, oh. King Randor. Oh, okay, yeah. Just not like his look, but I mean, I gotta admit, I really liked how Queen Marlena was drawn. She looked a lot different with, I mean, the way her crown was designed, her hair, she her eagle. Yeah, she looked and, and looked pretty. They actually made a pretty good, pretty face, and uh, 
I don't know, just something about her looked really different. I mean, everything yeah. seemed kind of unique about this. And of course, again, what they did, what I always loved, Tila again is in her cobra armor. Yeah. Which I said in the last episode, I always love yes. when they use that cobra armor, especially when you think, oh, wait, they should be making, since this is filmation, we got to see filmation Tila. It, what, what is that? What do you think that was about most of these books, especially a lot from Golden? That when the Filmation cartoons out, they still didn't do Filmation Tila. They stuck most of the time with that Cobra armored figure look. Why do you think that was? Maybe the toy. They were given the toy. I guess that could make that that could make sense. I awesome. mean, that's the only thing I can think of because why wouldn't they do the Tila from the the cartoon at the time? I mean, because uh, this was made in '85, so the cartoon was definitely out. Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe they were given. Uh, it's the only thing I can think of. The toy. So you think that when he did uh, Skeletor, maybe he got one of the figures that had a little extra green in the face, and he's like, "Hey, this guy's got green face and red eyes." Maybe. maybe I don't know. Maybe the illustrator figured uh, green. I don't know. Maybe he thought it would make him look more evil. I mean, I like it. I honestly like it. I think it's cool. Yeah. No, it is. It's different. What are your thoughts, Tyler? Why do you, you think know? maybe they went with that same thing, just going by toy references? Probably toys and probably giving a few instructions like, look, we like to feature some characters that were filmation related, like Orko and the Sorceress. Everything else we want it to be, you know, based on the toy because Clawful looks nothing like filmation. You know, Clawful, there's there's no no similarities there. So I, I think pretty much just – and plus with these guys, you know, I, I don't think they – you know, most of them are probably not one to take the time and research the cartoon to, to illustrate a golden book when they've got probably you know two or three more they've got to get done by their deadline. So True too. I, I'd say it's like just go with the figures. Probably a style guide for the film, you know, like the formation characters, like you know, uh, you know, uh, King Randor's you know design perhaps, and and Orko and the Sorceress and stuff like that. And they probably is like like you know what I'll just do I'll do my own thing. I'll throw these characters in here. Just you know design it their own way as long as the characters in there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Golden Books was just probably like, you know, hey, we, we got all the nuts and bolts and the basics and, and who Mattel wants us to put in this book, so it's let's just get it out on the in the on the bookshelves. Yeah. Well, I just want to say a few things about the book. I think it was great. Tyler said it. I think it was great that they used uh the the villains that they did. I thought it was a good good choice to finally get away from the uh the other guys that they always use. And I also like the fact that they say in the book that Cobra Khan, the last of a race of snake men, now a servant of Skeletor. I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, overall, like you guys, it was, you know, it it was a good story. It was, you know, wasn't the best, but I think it was good for Golden Books. You know, it was a it was very good, well-written book. And they featured the art and Walker. The art was pretty cool. So people got to see Dragon Walker in there and attack track. So they gave yeah. vehicles you know it was yeah sure probably promoting some of the toys too in a way I yeah think. and again i think that's where they got the uh division from is the toys because the attack track is the toy version it's not the filmation version sure so maybe they uh, you know they they would they did have the toys in front of them it was because uh, i know tyler you memorize all the waves and stuff was mechanic part of the wave when like clawful came out and cobra Khan. yeah and yeah okay. Then that would make sense why they, th- I guess, threw him in there just to say, oh, this is somebody that people can recognize, even though. Sure. And he's easy to throw in because if you forgot to throw him in here, just draw his head extended there and say, oh, there right. he is. Exactly. Well, that's basically what they did, yeah. Yeah. You don't exactly. even see his body, you just see his neck and his head. Yeah. 
poor guy never got to yeah. fight and he never showed up anywhere. <laughs> but hey, I mean, he was there. I don't know. I, as a kid, I'm like, I'm like, oh man, Mechanex here. I'm like, he's. I'm like, that's all. It's all that mattered to me. I'm like, hey, you said Mechanex there. Like, oh, that's awesome, man. Sir, yeah, he was cool. I wanted, see, I wanted to see him fight though. I wanted to see something going on, but no, yeah, but like, he better not be flipping, always... flipping his club around or anything like that. It's <laughs> it's always good to get different characters other than you know, Man at Arms, Beast Man, uh, Merman, and and Tila. You know, it's 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 a good choice to finally get other fi- figures and characters involved because um, sure. you always get the same guys, and it's you know, after a while, it's kind of boring and annoying. You know, you want to you want something new or refreshing. So that's why I like this book. It's it's refreshing to get different yeah, characters different. Like, involved. Like you said, it might not be one of the absolute best, but it's again not one of the worst. It's just it's unique, it's different, and it's it definitely needs to be seen for those who've never seen it. So just like how last time we were saying, you know, you can find them on eBay, and Brian, you were saying like Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Again, I just uh, bought this book again for uh, a cent. I bought it for a penny and three ninety nine shipping. So I mean, it's on there, man. You guys can get it really cheap. Appreciated what you said uh, last week during the Sunbird Legacy when you mentioned that a lot of people thanked you for that because then they were searching for it. They never even thought yeah, of it's Amazon. They got everything on there. To, uh, I mean, that's where I've been going. It's my go to thing. I mean, you know, don't you know? eBay is ridiculous. There's, some people think they got gold in front of them because it says golden. You know. I guess I don't know, but I mean, you know, you go to Amazon, you get these books for a penny or ten, fifteen, twenty cents. You're paying just the shipping, basically. So they can get this pretty cheap. So, well, that yeah, was a good book, it, Maze of it, Doom. That's definitely a good one to pick up. And, yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, they're all good to have. Yeah. I mean, as reference, and you know, just to, at, least, at least just to read once or whatnot. I mean, you know, it's just pretty cool. You know, it's just cool. stuff to have in you know on your shelf or whatever. How about you wrap us up, Ozone? Well, you guys got anything to say? Well, T-Rex, Tyler, do your shout yeah. out of the week. Um, I'm going to make make uh, make it quick here, but I got two recommendations here. Uh, my He-Man uh, episode of the week would be actually a sheer episode, and to commemorate nice. the the um, uh, announcement of Dial and Mug this weekend because it is going to happen. People yep. is uh, <laughs> going to be a duel at Devlin. You know, with his nice. uh, more more prominent appearance with a a very uh, menacing voice by George Desenzo and uh, the creepy smile and all that stuff. He has like a rat, like a an old radio voice. It's so cool. Just an awesome episode. Fantastic. And with all the Thundercats talk here, I felt like you know what? For people who have not watched the cartoon at all or not as familiar, I'm going to do talk- some- just you, just to clear up. Are you going to be talking about the classic one or the new one? Just so people know. Oh, and then they're the original, uh, the, okay. the best of the best Thundercats from the 80s by, okay, by, cool. by, by uh, uh, yeah, Ruby Spears. Uh, my episode recommendation is Spitting Image from Season 1. Uh, it's right. a, a great episode that features the Driller and uh, Malra making a clone of Panthro. And it's kind of like a, making a faker episode. And you got an evil Panther going through and destroying all the people that the Thundercats have befriended and, and making the Thundercats look bad. And... Um, it's a it's a good episode of how Momra actually lives up to what he when he bargains with people he follows through with it. I thought that was a good aspect of the character where Skeletor would say I'll give you this and then it turns out you know I ain't gonna give you anything so it's <laughs> and then inter- interesting play on how the villains portrayed especially in this episode so it's it's a fantastic episode just to kind of get yourself familiar with it if you have not watched in a while or at all. Cool, nice, very right. nice. Yeah, I got to rewatch all the original classic Thundercats myself. Okay. All right, well, as for me, just uh, like always, go to the all-encompassing Masters of the Universe, Prince of Power, Facebook page, 
Go to Masters of Mythos on Facebook. Go to the Vintage Obscure page on Facebook. The uh, Motu Nation on Facebook. Children of Eternia and Descendants of Grayskull. All great groups. All great people. That's it. My turn? Yes, sir. All right. I'd like to say thank you to my guys on the show, Dirt. I'd like to say thanks to PopCultureNetwork.com. Um, also go to the all-encompassing page. Um, please check out my new page, Masters of the Galaxy. Appreciate it. Um, everything that you guys do, your feedback. Uh, it's just, it's just uh, again, like I'm just dumbfounded how you know you guys react to us and stuff like that so you know i'm thank you i'm very grateful i i, I know tyler and joe feel the same um how do you know, you know that? great thing i know you do i'm telepathic <laughs> i think right that's no that's not He's right i don't know ozone telepathy man <laughs> that's the word i knew it was started with a t i just didn't know which one it was but yeah no thank you guys um you know it's a great feeling that you give uh to you know the feedback so we know you guys are listening the numbers don't lie thank you so much and uh i as you've i've cut back on the cursing for uh the little ones who watch so he's give becoming me time and give me time and hopefully i can uh, get rid of it all i didn't do one i didn't curse once this uh, episode so that's it man and i'll just say rock on have a powerful day it's like people only do things just because we want to get paid and that's just really sad. You have to picture me wearing a Reebok outfit when I said that quote. <laughs> oh, that's what all, is that from? Wait, that's, um, that's Rick jump? Moranis from... Um, God, no, he, there's no Rick Moranis. There ain't no... I was thinking you're wearing some cold outfitters. I mean, wearing some outfit for the snow or something. Or... I'm wearing a full Reebok outfit and saying that quote. God, I, don't, I don't know. Guard from Wayne's World. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. You got me there.